This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Isn't it bullshit to have to question where your food comes from? At Vital Farms, you can trace your pasture-raised eggs all the way back to the source, the pasture. On the side of each pasture-raised carton of eggs, you'll find the name of the farm where your eggs were laid. And when you look the farm up on their website, you'll get a peek at all the sunshine, fresh air, and open space the hens enjoy. Learn more and find out where to buy them at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Today, I want to talk a little bit about mindset. And honestly, I'm kind of tired about, I'm, t- I'm tired of hearing people talk about mindset. Um, but there's, there's something that's been on my mind and I just, I feel the need to share it. So I'm going to put it out there um, regardless of if this particular topic might be a little bit oversaturated. Maybe I can do it better or at least different. Um, so I call this the, the, the Terminator mindset. Terminator as in like the movie. And basically what it is, and we're going we're gonna to go into detail about it, but essentially what it is, is just understanding this mindset that like no matter what happens, I'm not going to stop. Like I may not move very quickly, I may not be very productive, and it may look ridiculous and be painful to, for other people to watch, but I'm going to keep trudging along. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep pursuing um, you know, a better life regardless of where I happen to find myself. And this, I think it really applies for people that are at their lowest moment. And this is something that I've, I kind of developed um, when I was pretty young. This is when I was in, in the Marines. And I was just, I, I've shared my story a few times, but I, like the first two years that I was in, um, in the enlistment, I, I was horribly depressed. I was not a productive person. I was not a model um, Marine. I was, I was not a useful person in general. Um, I was just in a super bad place, right? Like I was kind of the the sickly runt of the litter at that point, like for all intents and purposes. Um, and that was more of a mindset thing than anything else. But I was just, I was deeply, deeply miserable. And it is a tremendous amount of energy just to get out of bed in the morning. And that's not because it was four in the morning. It's because I just like, I, I didn't care about anything. And it was just painful to exist. So people say that I'm a little bit harsh sometimes. Um, the reality is that, like I'm harsh because people need to hear the harsh truth. It's not because I don't have sympathy for people that are going through genuine struggle because I've, I've been there. And I'm, I mean, people have had it worse than me. And I, I, I understand that. And I'm not trying to like hurt people's feelings, but I am trying to say, listen, like there's just doesn't seem to be enough people out there that are saying that, like, it doesn't matter how you feel. You have to keep going. It doesn't matter what's happened around you. Like you still have a responsibility to yourself. You still, if you want things to change, you have to actually get your hands dirty and do the work. And unfortunately, that's a lesson that our society just seems to not want to listen to. Um, it doesn't want to hear that. It doesn't want to teach that. It's there's this new age movement, and everybody thinks that like they like. The, the, I, I hate the new new age spirituality movement. I hate them. They're <clears throat> irritates me. But like, there's this there's this ridiculous idea that you know if you just align yourself with your future and you just put yourself in the right mindset, things will just happen for you. And it's like no, that's half of the equation. That's the the mental half of the equation, and it, it's important. But you, there's also the physical half. You have to do the work. You have to get to it. You can't sit down and meditate and make something come to you. You can meditate, put yourself in the right frame of mind to notice the opportunities, to approach things with the right energy, and to and and, and to disassociate yourself with anything that could hold you back. That's a, that's valuable. I'm not saying it isn't, but you have to go apply yourself. And everyone's like, why isn't my manifestation meditation working? Um, because you do it and then you go back to sleep and it's like, it doesn't do you any good. You can't sit on the couch all day, um, watching TV and then expect good things to happen to you. It's just not how it works. 
But this particular episode is not geared towards that. This is geared more towards people that are at their lowest moment and they want some encouragement and some advice. So, and I said, I, I call this the Terminator uh, mindset. So it's kind of like, if you look, if you watch that movie and it's, it's been years since I've seen it, so I may get some of the details wrong. But like in the beginning, it's, it's Arnold and he's all like, you know, big and strong and like super dangerous. And then by the end of the, the, the movie, it's like he keeps getting progressively more and more like damaged. Um, he's, he's a robot in case you haven't seen it. Um, and so he's like, he's getting hurt more and more and more, but he doesn't stop. He doesn't even slow down. It's like when a joint stops working, then that kind of slows him down, but he doesn't, it doesn't phase him. Like he just, he has his mission and he, he attacks it. He goes after it. And I believe at the very end of the movie, he's just like a torso with a head and one arm pulling himself along or something like that. And it's like, the way I look at it is that's you at your lowest moment and you're actually going to play the movie in reverse. You're actually going to like start off at that really weak point and you're going to build yourself back up. And when you're at that point, it's like, especially if you're super depressed or just super overwhelmed, like one, it's okay to take a pause and like collect yourself and get your bearings and under, like just kind of <laughs> breathe for, for a minute and kind of process some of the emotion. But you don't want to stay in that spot. You don't want to stay there. You don't want to rest there too long. You want to decide, okay, listen, there are certain steps that I can take that I can get out of this. And it may be something as simple as I'm just going to put my shoes on, actually take a shower and go to work, right? It's like maybe maybe the shower is like a huge deal for you. I've seen that happen with people like where they're just at such a low point that's like taking care of yourself is, is, a, is a struggle. It's like, okay, start with that if that's all you can do. If you can do more, then do more, right? Um, but what you're going to do is you, you want to learn... To, to basically just that like no matter what happens to you you can have your emotional response you can it affects you however it's going to it's going to have an impact on you you're going to feel a certain way you're going to want to complain okay fine but keep going and what happens is when you make that a habit that you keep trudging along and you don't have to worry about speed i promise you you have to worry about consistency so like um you don't have to feel like going on this 20 mile hike but you just have to put one foot in front of the other. You just have to focus on one step at a time, right? Focus on 15-minute intervals. Focus on the next water break. Focus on whatever you can. But don't stop. Because when you stop, you sit there and things just get worse. Like, you can't stay still. You don't stay stagnant. Everything's moving in one direction or another. So it's going to get better or it's going to get worse. So do you want to go uphill or downhill? Granted, the uphill is going to be a little bit more of a challenge. But you make progress. And you get to feel good about yourself. And you get to improve your life. Um, one thing, okay, so the, the, the reason that triggered this idea for, like, the, the initial thought that made me think of doing this episode, um, was actually a, a shower thought, but I was thinking about how when you're going through difficult times, there's always a lesson in it, and the last thing that anybody going through difficult times wants to hear is that this is teaching you a lesson, um, but it is an important thing to understand, and, and I, I see, I see a couple different things happen, and it just kind of occurred to me that this, I just thought this was interesting, a lot of times, if you're, if you're kind of younger in life and you're kind of going through some stuff, that initial struggle in realizing that, hey, this, this it may be terrible and this may be hurting me. However, there is a reason for it, even if I don't understand it, or it will get better eventually and I'm going to be a stronger person or I'm going to be, be wiser. I don't know. Like you, you kind of realize that there's hope, right? And you say, okay. Well, there's a little bit of hope. Let's let's kind of push through this. Let's move through it. Early on, that may be the lesson. That may the lesson that you're trying to learn or supposed to learn may be to keep hope. Maybe that there's there's always hope. There's always something to have faith in, right? There's always a reason to keep pushing. 
But then later down the road, you start going through life a little bit more and you start getting hit with more and more of the same stuff. And sometimes it gets worse, right? And then you start to see, well, like, I understand that this is like, it made me better in the past. And I, I understand that it's going to make me better now, but I just don't want to do it anymore. Like, I'm tired. Like, I, I'm sick of this. I, I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with this game. Like, I'm, I'm good enough. No more lessons. Thank you so much. And I think that at that point is when you start to feel that hope doesn't resonate with you. It's like you, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't have the same sense of like pulling you forward anymore. And so when you're in that spot, I think that that's particularly difficult because it's like, you know, you could get out of it, but you just don't see the point. I think that that's a really dangerous place to be. It's a really tough spot to, to escape from. And what occurred to me, and I thought this was really interesting. What I thought, what occurred to me was that when you're in that situation, if you, if you make the decision, the intellectual decision, that regardless of how bleak the future is, how hopeless it is, how it, even if I get through this, it's just going to be more suffering and it's just going to suck. And it's like, I might get better for a while, but I'm going to go back to it. If you make the decision that, okay, that doesn't matter. I'm going to keep moving no matter what. I don't even think I'm going to succeed. I think I'm going to fail. However, I'm going to put one, front, one foot in front of the other until I get to as far as I can, right? And there's not really a finish line um, in this metaphor, but I'm going to just keep moving forward. I'm going to keep pushing. So it's like, yeah, you know what? I don't have a whole lot of energy to give to work, but I'm going to try, you know? I don't really feel like going to the gym. I'm going to show up though. I'm probably going to do like 10 minutes and then leave, and it's not going to be that much. I'll probably just walk on the treadmill, but I'm going to do that, right? Like I'm going to keep trudging along. I'm not going to do much, and I'm not going to stress about, you know, doing what I used to when I was at 100%, it's like, maybe I spend an extra three hours a day in bed, whatever, okay, but as long as I do the important stuff, I still take care of myself, or take care of my family, or, you know, I'm going to read for 20 minutes, or I'm going <laughs> to, I've been at the point before where it's like, I'm going to read for um, a paragraph, or a page, or something like that, and it's like, you start with where you're at, and you learn to keep trudging through, what I thought was interesting is that that restores your hope, and it's like, that's actually the ultimate lesson in hope, because when you just when you make that decision that like hope is gone, I don't I, 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 I can't I can't feel anything good in the future. I can't perceive anything that makes this worthwhile. However, I'm just going to go into Terminator mode. I'm going to go. I'm just going to be a robot. I'm just going to go through the motions. I'm just going to do it one step at a time. It's like I don't want to do this, but I'm just going to do it. When you go into that kind of mindset, what happens is those habits are going to carry you forward you're going to end up a lot further along than you would have been if you had just stayed still, obviously. Um, and what's interesting is that at some point you'll look back and feel like, oh, wow, I, I actually made some progress. And that's going to make you feel better about yourself. If nothing else, even if you fail at whatever it is you're doing, if you train yourself that no matter what happens, I'm going to keep going till the very end. Doesn't matter if there's zero chance of me being successful. Doesn't matter if I'm absolutely going to lose. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, to make it. I'm not going to win this race. There's just no chance. However, I'm going to keep running it. I'm going to keep going. Well, what happens is by the time you get close to the finish line, or by the time that the clock's almost done with, you're, you're, you, you'll be surprised with how much um, progress you've made. And if you look around and say, actually, you know what, the, co the compounded effect of all these, these little actions that I didn't want to do has carried me so far, what you're going to feel like is like, you're going to feel encouraged. You're going to feel like, oh, wait a second, actually, I can do this. And I'll use the, the, the racing metaphor, because I've, I've done this before. It's like, you just keep pushing and you just keep going and going. And at some point, um, it's like, by the time you see the finish line, it's like, actually, I'm not that far behind. I could actually win if I put in some more effort. 
And then you have the energy to put in the effort because you're excited and then you're motivated now. And it's like you have to learn to carry on without the motivation. However, once you once you master that, the motivation will come on its own. That's why I always talk about discipline over motivation. And that's not a that's not something that is unique to my content, but it's very important to understand. Um, and, and, and in doing that, what you what you learn is that you become the kind of person that no matter what happens, you will fight until the bitter end. And that's a great thing that restores your hope, because if you're never going to stop and you know you're never going to stop, well, then there's always hope. And I think that that's a really powerful thing to learn, because if you can always keep just that little spark of like, it could get better. You just keep that alive and you and you nourish it, and you feed it and you fan those flames and you let it grow. And you let it consume you. And it's like you never you never let it out, even if it feels like it's out. It's like, OK, well, I can still I don't need the, the feeling. I don't need the motivation. I just need to make a conscious decision to do better, to do this. OK, and I thought that that was a really like an interesting um, thing that happens um, because it's like the absence of hope is actually the biggest reinforcer of your hope when you look at it that way. So and um, obviously, so when I talk about like the Terminator mode, robot mode, that's not like the goal to live in that state. Like I'm not saying that like you want to just go through the motions forever. And if you are depressed and it's like, well, why would I want to go through the motions forever? It's like, well, because at some point the, mo the motions are going to create emotion. You're going to start to feel better, right? And it's like it comes from that that initial act of actually just doing something over and over again. So if you, I promise if you do just go through the motions, at some point you will get to a, a place where mentally things start to clear up a little bit, right? Because if you go through the motions and then you get in the habit of doing the right thing and being conscientious, well, then you're going to start to notice other things in your life that you could do better. And it's like, okay, well, I'm the kind of person that, that works in the right direction and works on the right stuff in this area of life. It makes sense that I should do it in this area too. And then you start fixing the different areas of your life. And then suddenly, guess what? You're not so depressed anymore. You're not so anxious. You're not in such a bad spot. You start pulling yourself out of whatever hole you're in. And that's particularly hard when it's like a recurring thing. It's like when you've, you've gotten out of a dark place and then you lost it all again. <laughs> and that's what happened to me a couple of years ago. And it's like, I remember looking around, I was like, oh, I'm so sick of this. <laughs> I'm just so tired of this. It's like, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm good on the lessons. Like, I know how to fix it. I don't need more practice fixing my life. Um, but yeah, that is not what life had in store for me. And in hindsight, this is going to sound so stupid, um, but it's actually a really, like, profound thing that it was like an epiphany for me. When I really, and it's, it sometimes takes years before you can see it with this kind of clarity, but a lot of times when you look back on the truly horrible things that happen, and again, not always, I'm not, I'm not saying that everything that happens is your fault. However, a lot of the things that you go through, if you look back and are like, you know what, if I did these couple things differently, that wouldn't have happened, right? Or it's like, this is a pattern, this keeps happening to me. And it's like, okay, well, if it's recurring, it is my fault. I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm sorry if that offends you, but I don't care. If it's a recurring thing, you are doing something wrong, okay? And it doesn't mean that you're doomed to that forever that's actually a very empowering thing because now you realize well if i'm doing something wrong and it's creating this negative traumatic as result as a, as a consequence well i just have to i just have to change the the cause and that will change the effect um and that can be difficult it can be scary and most and nobody wants to take responsibility for that i've always thought that's an incredibly empowering mindset to have though is that like what can i do differently like like what what am i doing to make this happen or to make it worse or to make it more likely 
you know and it's like maybe maybe it's like uh it's something along the lines that people are like doing things to you they're coming after you for whatever reason um maybe they're uh, attacking your your reputation or your finances or you know your physical body whatever it is and it's like well you can't control other people however why am i such a good target for these people why does it keep happening over and over again like this doesn't happen to everybody the world's not just a dark dismal place the world, as I have said before, is a very neutral place. It just is. It's not good or bad. It's whatever we decide to make it, it is. And I don't mean that in the sense it's like, well, you know what? I decide that the world's all unicorn and rainbows, so that's what it is. It's like, no, but the actions that I undertake, if I decide that the world is a good place and I, and I, and I act in a way that increases that goodness, then good things are going to come back to me. And so it becomes a good place for me. My neighbor, maybe it's not, though. You know, based totally different world. My family, maybe it's a very confusing place. For my friends, maybe it's a, maybe it's also a dark place. Maybe it's a good place. Like, it, it is whatever you decide it is, and it's partially your perception and it's partially your actions. But again, the law of cause and effect is very profound, and I keep saying it, and it's like such a simple thing, but I want people to really truly grasp that all the bad stuff in your life has a cause it has a reason for it and i'm not saying that like oh just trust that there's a reason i'm saying if you can figure out the reason then you can change what's making it bad okay and you can do something to make that change now maybe you can't maybe you figure out what it is and you can't immediately do anything okay but what is the first step that i can take how do i start moving in the right direction to where i do increase my power my sphere of influence to the point where i can influence this right and there's, there's always something that you can do if you're willing to look for it. That's why it's important to pay attention. Um, again, it's not the goal to be in a state of just going through the motions. However, Terminator mode is infinitely better than quitting. Because you don't need emotions to do things. You don't need to feel good about something to do the right stuff. You just have to kind of push through it. And I honestly, I think I called it zombie mode too when I was actually really going through it because it was it was this sense of like, I just felt brain dead. Like I felt so empty inside when I was doing this. Um, I really did. Like I was just, I was like, I don't care. Like I, but obviously I did care a little bit because I'd stayed in the military. So like I cared enough for, I guess, pride, ego, if nothing else. Um, I cared enough to not quit. And that's exactly what it is. It's like, it's either I do this or I quit. Because I, I don't like I just I, I don't have the, the, the internal state um, to, to be anything else. I can do this or I can quit. It's like it's infinitely better than quitting. And I can tell you from experience that it will pull you out of that place. It may take years. It took me two years. It took me two years to get out of that. And it wasn't that like it just instantaneously magically changed. My consistency paid off and I got opportunities and I followed those opportunities. I'm not saying things are going to magically get better. I'm saying that if you are consistent and you are just living, it, even if you're not consistent, like you're going to get certain chances to do things, right? The better prepared you are for those opportunities so that you can take advantage of them, the more likely you are to create the life that you want to live. And it's, it's really that simple. And we, you, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's actually a very exciting thing because you never know what those opportunities are going to be. And it's like, sometimes it's frustrating because you don't know what's going to happen next. But then you could look at it as, well, this is kind of an adventure. This is interesting. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next. This is fun. That means you have to pay attention because the, the help that is going to come to you may come in unexpected ways. And I'm not saying that to be cliche. I'm saying that because a lot of times it's like you see weird stuff and you're like, well, maybe that would help me, right? Or maybe you just get a chance like to go 
join a group of people or just like start a community or to become part of a friend group. And it's like, maybe you kind of realize, hey, that's a way for my life to become marginally better. And so what you do is you go do that. And then you have support, then you have community. Maybe you're introduced to somebody that actually can really help you. If nothing else, at least you're a little bit distracted, right? And then maybe that leads to the next opportunity. Maybe that leads to a, to a, to a certain, um, somebody knows of a job or somebody knows of a good book or somebody knows of something. Somebody knows of a great podcast run by a very good looking guy who lives in um, one of the, the warmest states in the US and it's still too cold. Um, I don't know, but like there's any, there's any number of things that could, that could happen and you just don't know what it is. You have to pay attention. You have to be willing to act on those opportunities. Um, but you'll kind and, and also just a quick note on acting on opportunities. One thing I've noticed is that it usually feels very uncomfortable. Like it usually feels exciting and you're like, oh, this could be something, but you feel open. You don't necessarily feel, uh, sometimes you feel convicted. Sometimes you feel excited. A lot of times, like the biggest opportunities I've had is like, I've been excited, but I've also felt a sense of openness because what's happening is I actually, I have several options. I could go multiple directions. I have a choice to make and that the, 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 the act of making a choice feels different because most of our lives are automated. Most of our lives, we go on autopilot and it's, we just, our brain unconsciously picks the default choice. And like most of what we do, again, the unconscious is making those decisions and we're not even aware that we're making the decision. Or even if there is a question of like, I could do this or I could do that. And it's like, we already kind of know. Now I'm going to do what I always do. Like, you, you know, deep down, you're not going to do it. Right. So when you have something that is actually a new opportunity to really change your life, it feels like that sense of like blankness almost. And it's kind of uncomfortable. That's a good thing. OK, that's a good thing, because now you're going to make an actual decision. <laughs> you're actually going to think, okay? And it's very important to pay attention in those moments and to exercise your freedom of choice, your freedom of will, your, to exercise your mental faculties in such a way that allows you to make an intelligent and informed decision. You need to look at those situations and not let yourself slip into the unconscious, um, reactive default pattern that, you're, that you've been, become accustomed to. You need to make it an intelligent decision, a conscious choice to do something, all right. And it's, it's always better to do something than nothing. So if you get a chance to go in a new direction or to meet new people or to, you know, try something new or something that's like you look at it and you see value. I don't know what it is, but you see some value there. Do it. Right. And you and it is, it's strange to have the choice because we do have freedom of will. Um, so it's like it's a weird thing, but because we, we don't exercise it very often. And a lot of times the things that are going to lead to growth, they feel super uncomfortable. And we mistake that discomfort for um, our intuition saying this is a bad idea. All right. Another issue I have with the New Age spiritual movement, say, oh, if, if it's right for you, it'll feel right. Nope, not always. Absolutely not. Not even remotely true. A lot of times the things that are best for you are the things that you least want to do. And you have to make an intelligent decision. You have to use your logic. I'm not saying that your intuition doesn't play a role. It's a very valuable thing. And it's a scientific thing, too. I can go into, like, the science of how your intuition works. I might do that soon. Um, Actually, I think talking about how the intuition works to an ex-girlfriend was and explaining it was what got me interested in teaching um, and doing this kind of stuff to begin with. Because I was like, you know what, like that was super fun. I've always been fascinated with that. Let's do that at scale. That'd be kind of cool. Um, I forgot about that. Actually, that's, that's interesting. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. So as far as um, discomfort goes, it's like 
when you're being challenged to grow, a lot of times it does feel like depression. It feels like anxiety. You feel afraid. You feel sick. You feel like, I just want to go home. I don't want to do this. This is not right for me. This is not where I belong. Those are the things that go through your head. And you have to come to your senses and say, okay, I know I don't feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I also know intellectually, logically, that that is actually a good thing. And it may not feel like I want to do this because I'm super scared and I'm very nervous and I'm not prepared for this, but that's perfect. And I just kind of have to trust people that are more successful than me that have talked about this before. People that have made it through difficult times and learned to thrive instead of just get through it. They all said the same thing. And like, if you don't believe me personally, like go research this, go listen to other people. They'll say the same thing, I promise you. Um, because it's true. And this is like a universal thing. This is one reason why I make this show is because it's like, you need the research side of things, but you also need people to talk about practical like life experience too. Um, because I, I just think, like, I wish I had had somebody to tell me that kind of stuff when I was younger. And I had to figure it out for myself, for the most part. And I just, I would like to be able to be a positive influence on future generations. Um, but okay. So, to add on to that, um, one thing that, I, this, this is going to sound kind of strange. Let me get some water first. One thing that I thought... This is like, it, it seems like a contradiction, but it actually works very well. And again, this is practical advice. When you're in those really dark, desolate times, when you're, you're in a state where you really don't feel like doing anything, one trick that I have learned, that seems so counterintuitive, but it works, is to impose more discipline on yourself and to make it harder. And it seems like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. Why would you make things harder on yourself? You want to make things easier. No, no, no. You want to give yourself as much structure as possible because when you're in that state of like barely getting by, you need to you need to close in the boundaries as much as possible because if you're trudging along one foot in front of the other, like imagine what that looks like. And I'm I'm gonna take you back to the to when I was in the military. Um, like specifically, I, I keep having this memory of being on a hike, and it was like a I think it was a 13 mile hike, and we had had 100 and. 50 pounds 40 it was like 140 150 pounds on my back and I, I weighed 180 at the time so I was walking for 13 miles with most of my body weight on my back horribly depressed like can't cry because I'm just too sad like kind of <laughs> depressed like I lay down at night and like I want to sob and like just wail and it's like I can't because I'm too like dead inside like that's the level I was at and it's like okay also you're gonna get up at 3 in the morning and you're gonna walk for 13 miles um, in the August heat, we're not going to leave at three in the morning. We're going to wait till noon when it's actually just ridiculously hot out. And then you're going to walk 13 miles with most of your body weight on your back, um, which is unnecessary. Um, and then we're going to spend a week out doing all this crazy, ridiculous, miserable stuff. And I remember <laughs> I just had this memory burned into my brain. But I remember just trudging along, uttering a lot of profanities. Just, I hate this. I'm so sick of this. I <laughs> just... I want to go home. I don't know about this, but I did it. It's one foot at a time, and try to imagine that picture for a second. Imagine like how I looked like, I, and it's probably worse than what you're imagining. I was not with it. I my head was down. I was like just like had this scowl on my face. I was angry. I was upset. I was everything. I was hunched over. I was like not trying to like, you know, correct my posture or anything like that or protect my knees, which I now regret. Um, thankfully collagen has become a huge craze. If you guys have joint problems, by the way, I'm not promoting any particular product, but 
college and has changed my life. Um, anyway, that's total tangent. But I remember it's like I'm just trudging along. If you think of that image, you think of it like in your own sense of like maybe you're running a race and it's like you're just dead. Like you're running a marathon um, and you're just like going one foot in front of the other. And I did have that happen too when I was actually, <clears throat> oh, actually, that's a, that's a great example. I didn't plan this out, obviously, but let me compare those two. So in the military, there's a lot of structure, a lot of direction. You're told exactly what to do. Go there, go there, do this, do that, and then come back, right? Um, versus like when I was 15, I ran a marathon. And um, after mile 21, I just died. I was like, I, I struggled so much. I don't think I've ever struggled that much um, with really, with if I have, it's been very few times. That was, that was a truly miserable experience. Because um, I never trained past 20 miles for whatever reason. Because I read you don't have to you don't have to run past 20 miles. Because the last six miles are just like your body can do it. It's fine. Your body can do it for the record, and I did, but it was not pleasant. I would definitely recommend training how you're actually going to perform, um, if not more so. So I remember like the last what is that five miles five 5.2 miles was very stressful because I was actually kind of alone like there was we had it was through the mountains so there were there by the time that I got to the end like everybody was very dispersed and I didn't I saw like four or five people the whole time I didn't pass anybody nobody passed me the entire time that last it was miserable and I remember um what's the word um going like zigzagging I remember I was like I was zigzagging a lot and I would look up and catch myself and I'm like I'm going from like one side of the road straight across to the other almost, so like a like a 45 degree angle, and then I'm like, okay, well, I, I gotta go straight, and then I realize that I'm going again the 45 degree angle the other way, and it's like I it made it so much harder on myself because I didn't have a clear direction. I wasn't confining myself to a specific direction because um, I was just on the road, you know. And it's like the road is kind of wide, and um, I mean it's not super wide, but relatively to to me. But there's, I'm on the road, and so I, instead of just running in a straight line, I'm going back and forth. Versus when I was in the infantry, and I'm walking like in rows of people, and there's people on each side of me. And it's like I move in a very straight direction. I move exactly where I need to be, and it's because of that structure. It's because there's there's a there's there's a certain amount of discipline there that I got, I'm not allowed to 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 um, stagger back and forth. I just I can't. Like I'll run into other people, and they'll beat me up. <laughs> so it's like. When you learn to impose more structure and more discipline on yourself in those negative times, what it does is it keeps you straight. It keeps you moving in the right direction. So you're not zigzagging back and forth and taking like, cause that's, that's extra ground that you're covering, right? Like that's, that's, it makes it more difficult when you're moving every which way and you have zero sense of direction in your life. It's infinitely better to pick something and move towards it than to just kind of meander. The reason being that you don't like you may get somewhere eventually, but you use up a lot of energy, you waste a lot of time, and it's very frustrating because you use all that time and energy, and you have nothing to show for it, and then it just reinforces the idea that I can't do anything and everything sucks and it's hopeless. Versus if you just move in a straight direction towards a goal that's relatively close to you, you know, like those small baby steps, then you can get there, and it's like, oh, okay, I can do this. But you have to impose that structure on yourself, you know, and it. it I, people do that. People go to the military or law enforcement just to get the structure. Because they're like, oh, I, I, I'm this crazy kid, and I'm, you know, going to do all this stuff, and I'm just getting all this trouble. I need a, I need direction. I need discipline. I need structure. And it's like, well, yeah, they'll give it to you, but you can do it yourself too. And if you can't do it yourself, find somebody that can. Find somebody that can hold you accountable. Um, but yeah, when I say make it harder on yourself, I don't mean like 
if you're going through a breakup and you're also, you know, you have a broken foot and, you know, you can't work because of that and, like, that's the only job that you know how to do is something physical and, you know, by the way, also your your best friend died and all that stuff. It's like, I'm not saying that you should break your other foot to make it harder. I'm, I'm saying that, like, okay, well, what are, what are some things that I can do to add that structure to my life that are actually going to make it harder, but it's something that I'm choosing to do that's harder, right? Maybe on top of, like, everything that's going on and trying to figure my life out, maybe I take cold showers. Maybe I go on a carnivore diet or just any diet, really. Maybe, um, you know, like, you can't, you can't really work out. It's hard to work out with a broken foot, but it's like, okay, well, I can still go to the gym and do something for my upper body. Or I could say, like, I'm going to start a meditation practice. Like, you, you, you do something. Like, I'm going to go to bed at 10 p.m. every single day. I'm going to get up at 6. I don't even have anything to do. I'm just going to go to bed at 10 to 6, whatever. It's like you get up, and it's like, well, you're up. You're out there. It's like, okay, well, what now? It's like, well, you're going to find something to do, right, eventually. And so you make it harder on yourself, but not in the sense of, like, sabotaging yourself, in the sense of adding that discipline. Okay. Um, another thing. Say thank you to your suffering. Okay. And I know that that's one of those things that it's like, that's the last thing you want to hear when you're suffering. The last thing you want to, you feel like doing is saying, oh, well, I'm actually grateful for this. Say it anyway. Go through the motions. Sit there, sit on your bed, sit on your couch, wherever you are, in your car, um, whatever it is, and say, okay, I hate this. This is terrible, but I am grateful for something, something. And what you do is you go through the motions and you force yourself to think of it, because if you ask your brain a question, it's going to answer, right? And what you're doing is you're forcing your brain to come up with positive things. And so at first, it's not going to resonate with you. You're going to think of a few things. You may think of like one or two, maybe three things. And you're like, okay, well, whatever. But you do that consistently over and over again. You force yourself to think of positive things. You don't have to feel it. I promise you, you don't have to resonate with it. If you do it, though, long enough, you will start to resonate with it you will start to actually feel grateful. And when that feeling kicks in, you're going to think of more things. It's going to be like, yeah, like this really sucks. Like I really hate this, but um, I've actually grown a lot in the last week. I've actually learned something about myself. Or I've learned that I'm pretty resilient. And, and, and yeah, let me give you some examples just in case you're really struggling with that. Um, one thing that I always say thank you for is that like I'm grateful that I'm the kind of person that will figure out a way through this. I know that no matter how dark it gets, eventually I will come out of it, even if it's just a simple matter of endurance and I just, I can't, like I'm in bed and I'm just stuck. Eventually I, I will outlast this because this too shall pass. Um, this, like everything passes, it's all cyclical. Everything, nothing is gonna stay consistent forever. I don't care how bad it is. If you stick it out long enough, things will get better, right? Even if you don't do anything, even if you just sit, like something will change around you and that may give you enough hope to change it. Now, if you keep making yourself, you keep digging your own grave and like sitting there reinforcing the negative stuff, then you're actually going to screw yourself. And that's the other thing too. What's the alternative? It's like people are like, oh, I don't want to go through the motions. What's the alternative? You sit there, you do nothing. You make it worse. You sit there and dwell in your agony because I promise you're not going to do nothing. You're not going to stay stable. You're going, you're in a dark place and you're not doing anything. You're going to be alone with your dark thoughts. And you're going to get sucked into those, and they're going to become reinforced the more you think about them. You're going to find more and more reasons why those are true. You're going to see more and more situations that just fell apart and are just, you know, you know, you're going to feel like your life is garbage. So it's like you have to pick one or the other, but you get to pick one or the other. So pick the good one, all right? Um, okay. 
say thank you for your suffering. Again, this is this is a practice. Go through the motions. It's something that you don't have to feel, but if you do it long enough, you will start to feel it. And then add into that, as soon as you can, find a way to laugh at yourself. The laughter by itself is going to release endorphins. It's going to change how you feel. Um, it's going to teach your unconscious that you're you're not in too bad of a spot. The unconscious is going to say, oh, he's laughing or she's laughing. Like this is that's a positive thing. Like I feel a little bit better. It takes some of the pressure off. It's like when you find humor in yourself, you can be happy with anything, right? And then you can start to be happy in the situation regardless of uh, what's going on because it's like, again, back to the, uh, not to keep using the military, but um, something I noticed like immediately was that there's two groups of people, people that are miserable and people that are always happy, like even when they're miserable. And it's like, they're always laughing about something. They're always like, oh, okay, yeah, this is truly miserable and it's, there's nothing to do but laugh at it. This sucks, this is awful. <laughs> or, you know, um, this is absolutely brutal. I'm really proud of myself that I'm out here. I'm really proud of myself for making it through this. I'm a badass. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tough guy. I, I can do a lot, whatever. And it's like they, they just have this constant stream of positive talk because guess what? You have to have some kind of constant stream of talk. You have to have something going through your brain. You might as well pick something positive. And if you tell yourself a lie that you're happy long enough, you'll eventually believe it. It eventually becomes true because you find evidence to support what you continuously say. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and just to add on to that too, like the, the recent event that I went through, um, and I thought I was, before I was, when I was getting ready for this episode, I was thinking about this. I was like, the last time that I was trying to say thank you for my suffering was kind of funny because, and I ended up laughing at myself because I was like, I was like, I was, I think I was praying and I was just like, I guess thank you for this. I guess thank you for that. I guess I'm grateful. Okay, fine. Like this, it's like, I was just very not into it. I was kind of angry about it too, but it's like that by itself, like allowing that to bubble up made me laugh. Cause I was like, I just saw myself at some point and I just like had this impression of like me just, just being so like ornery and just like so cranky. Like I just started laughing at myself. Like I'm ridiculous. And that made all the difference in the world. I promise you. And it sounds like, it sounds trite. It sounds kind of like, um, well, it didn't actually fix anything. Yes, it did. It fixed my brain. It fixed my head. It fixed my mindset. Because it's like, you got to do it. Nobody's going to do it for you. Your, your negative thoughts are not going to disappear. Your body's wired to focus on the negative thoughts. They're going to take you over. The only way to, and you can't just push them out. I promise you, you're not going to push them out. Like, unless you're a Zen master, you're not pushing your thoughts out. The way to do it is to introduce positive thoughts. Is to introduce positive body language, right? Um, okay. I'm going to get some more water. we got a couple more things to talk about. Another thing, too, just laid in, the dark place that you find yourself in, when you're at that rock bottom, when you're at that spot where you're just like, I can't go on anymore. I, I don't know what to do. When you're at that spot, like, remember that, like, yes, it's rock bottom, but rock bottom is where you build the foundation, right? Like, you have to dig in. Like, my first job was when I was, like, 10. And I was, my neighbor was a contractor and he built houses and he's like, Hey, I'll pay you like $10 a week to come help me. <laughs> and in hindsight, that was kind of ridiculous. But I was like, I was like, Oh, I get to make some money. Um, and then I discovered that I have no interest in manual labor, um, which is a good thing to learn. But, um, I remember like, cause we had, they had just finished the foundation and I went down there a few times and I saw the, the bedrock where they had dug down to. And I've talked about this quite a bit. Um, and we use this metaphor a lot because it's like, yeah, it sucks. And it's like, nobody wants to get there, but once you find it, 
it's really, really, really powerful. All right. And then even like some of my darkest moments, I always made the joke. It's like, look, I found rock bottom and then I found a jackhammer and kept ticking. <laughs> and it's like, that happens sometimes. It is what it is. But eventually you, you're not going to sink any further. Eventually you're going to get to a point where things level out. Again, if you just keep that hope alive and you keep trudging along, you will eventually hit that rock bottom. And it's like, that's the point where you can stop and build a very strong foundation. Because if you build that foundation correctly and you, you just go through the motions of the good habits and like you say, like, I know this is the good thing that I can do. This is the best I can do. This is something that's like, I'm not excited about it, but I'm going to do it. It's like that habit is going to be so deeply ingrained into your essence of being that when you're, when you get out of that, like, that's just one of the things that sustains you. You are not going to have to think about that anymore. I don't have to think about this anymore. When my life falls apart, which it does every six months or so, when things get bad for me, I don't even think about it. I don't even think, I just like automatically kind of go through the process of like, I know how to get through this, right? And I'm not saying that to brag. And it's like, realistically, maybe I should like try to figure out, you know, how to not make my life fall apart so often. Um, but who wants to do that, right? Um, but like you build those habits and then that's exactly what it is. Once the habit becomes unconscious, it's automated and you don't have to think about it. It just kind of carries you through. It's a really powerful thing, but the negative is also true, or the reverse is also true. If you let yourself sit in those negative things and you just like obsess over those nasty thoughts and you just beat yourself up and you direct all this self-hatred at yourself, remember when you're, especially like when you're laying in bed, just like contemplating life and you're kind of relaxed or if you're drunk, or you're high or whatever, or you're like watching TV, it's like, especially when you're going to sleep, it's really difficult not to sit there and beat yourself up. But what happens is like, especially when you're falling asleep, this is really, this is an important point to make, and I've made it before, is that like you switch into an alpha wave brain state as you're falling asleep. You, your, your brain wave state changes. Now, the alpha wave is where you learn really powerfully, okay? The unconscious communicates how? Symbols and emotions. We should know that by now if you guys have been listening to me for very long. The unconscious communicates through emotions primarily. So if you're sitting there, and you're laying in bed, falling asleep, or just laying around all day, and you're like, you're in an altered state of consciousness because you haven't moved and you're kind of like physically relaxed. And you're slipping into that state of mind where you're more suggestible, which we all do naturally throughout the day. It happens continuously. Um, <clears throat> well, not continuously, but it, ha it happens. Um, you're in that suggestible state. You're speaking to the unconscious and the language that it understands, which is emotions, because you're emotionally charging these negative thoughts and saying about how I'm never going to succeed, I'm always going to be in this place, I suck, blah, 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 life is terrible. What do you think that does to you? Like, on a really deep level, that teaches your brain on a, on, a, on a level that you cannot possibly get to with your conscious mind, that you are not even aware exists, because I promise you, I've been exploring, like, the idea of, like, getting in touch with my unconscious this last little while, and it's kind of spooky, like, how much is there that I didn't know. And it's like, I still don't understand it, like, at all. But it's like, I, I can see that it's somewhat there. And also just studying psychology and understanding, like, the, the blind spots that we have and starting to see some of those in my own life. It's like, there's a lot going on that I don't know about. So when you emotionally charge these lessons of, like, I suck, I can't do this, I'm going to be a failure forever, in your most suggestible state with a lot of emotional impact, what do you think happens? You internalize that very quickly, very profoundly profoundly is that in a very profound way this is probably a better smarter more intelligent way to say it i'm trying to speak goodly today it's not working um 
But yeah, the point the point being is like you've got to get a hold of that stuff because if you just allow yourself, if you don't go through the motions of setting the good habits and doing the right thing, you're gonna do the opposite. You're not gonna stay there in a in a neutral state because you're already negatively charged um, because of just w what you have going on. You're going to really screw yourself over if you sit there and just like blast yourself with negativity promise you i'm still reworking like the stuff because i spent a lot of time doing that myself which is how i figured this out um i've spent a lot of time trying to fix that it's hard honestly guys it really is like it's so much easier just to not do it and i'm very careful like even when i'm at my lowest point now like i understand the value that my words and thoughts have and i didn't understand that as, as when i was younger and it's like maybe it's one of those things that you don't understand until you go through it a few times but if you pay attention, you'll realize it's, it's profound. Like you've got to keep a tight rein on it. And again, you're not going to crowd out the negative stuff. You have to focus on just bringing in the positive. Okay? It's just how your brain works. All right. Um, got that. Got that. Going through the last of my notes. We're almost done. Um, and just remember, guys, like when you do that, just it reminds you that nothing can stop you, right? You start to learn that, like, yes, no matter how hard or how far down life knocks you, if you're willing to put one foot in front of the other and just keep climbing, it's like, that's all you have to focus on. You don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step. You just got to take the step. You don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to do what you can, right? It teaches you that you are somebody who's not going to be stopped. When you become unstoppable, you, you begin to rely on yourself. You begin to have a lot of confidence in yourself. And you don't feel as negative anymore because it's like you start to see life as it doesn't matter what happens. It matters how I, what I do with it. And that's more important. It's so much more important because it's like when you learn that you're the person that's going to persevere and get through those difficult times, it doesn't matter what happens. You don't care about the economy. You don't care if this person, I mean, you care like if stuff happens, obviously, but it's like it's not the, the, the factor. You don't have to live in fear anymore because you trust yourself. And that's a very important. It's a very profound thing. So as always, guys, if you want to reach out to me, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I got like 16 followers on Twitter. Let's help get that up um, because I actually do like that platform a lot now that Elon has control of it. Um, yeah, reach out to me, guys, if you need anything, if you just want to talk or if you do want to work um, in a coaching context or if you just have some basic questions, whatever, just hit me up. Um, and I'm happy to hear from you. Good luck. I think that you guys are amazing. I love talking to, to people from the audience. I love hearing your guys' stories. I love hearing the, the ways the, that I've affected you and the, the thoughts that you have on my, on my content. Um, but I will see you guys soon. Best of luck to you.